What's doing, baby? What's doing? Hey, it's me. Remember me? Your favorite friend. Yay. He's back. He's back. Uh, this would be Lee Jackson. Hello. 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 America's finest watchman. Hello, everybody. Okay, so what are we talking about today? Let's see. Okay, we're talking, last time we were talking about omegas, and I still want to talk more about omega, because omega is a very interesting product, I got to tell you. Very interesting. Um, they've been around a long time. They've been around, I don't know, 100 and, 130, 40 years, something like that. When did they come out? 1848, excuse me. Almost 200 years. It's amazing, isn't it? They're the official timekeeper at 26 Olympic Games, and they were the timekeeper at Rio in 2016. And they have a lot of interesting watches. And a lot of people now want Omegas. You know, when I have people that say to me, I really want to get a watch, and I say, what do you want? Right away I get Omega or Rolex, those two. And like I said last time, Omega has been putting a lot of money into advertising. A lot of money. That's why they're so big. Because in my day, Omegas were a dime a dozen. They were not super expensive. They were reasonably priced, and they were a very decent watch for what they were. They were a good watch. But now they have gone completely loco. They spent a lot of money on advertising. They're really big. And I was looking at some of their models getting prepped for this episode of the podcast. And I read that they have this 18K Sedna Gold Case, S-E-D-N-A. And I went, what in the hell is Sedna? Is it that, I guess, bronze gold that they've been using? A lot of companies have this bronze colored case that's made from bronze. Looks kind of goldish. No. Um, they've been using the Sedna since 12, 2012, and it's an Omega exclusive. It's their own design of gold alloy. Named after Sedna, an orbiting planetoid that has been described as one of the reddest in the solar system, Sedna Gold not only bears all the standard characteristics of other 18-karat golds, but it also offers high resistance to the fading of color and luster over time. Its unique composition includes copper and palladium for color and stability. So what it is, in essence, is Omega has come up with their own 18-karat gold that is, they say, stronger because than regular 18-karat because 18-karat is kind of soft. You know, the higher the gold content, the softer it is. That's why you don't see a lot of cases made from 22 or 24-karat gold. It's too soft. That's why I personally like 14-karat because it's a stronger gold. It's more resistant to scratches. So that's just me. Um, then they also use aluminum, which I found interesting. So let me read you what they're saying about aluminum now. It's, aluminum has the advantage of being truly lightweight material used for decorative components. Through anodization, it offers an extensive range of colors for the creation of eye-catching watch parts, such as bezel rings, applied elements on the dial and hands, and their special anodization process has achieved aluminum bezel rings that are nearly double as hard to regular versions, therefore making them more resistant to water or outer damage. 
So aluminum is another case material Lockman uses a lot. It's very light, but it's very soft. So you hit it, you can make a gash in it really bad. So aluminum in my book is not a good material for watches, even though it's beautiful, it's lightweight, it's not strong enough. That's why it's not used more often, but Omega has their own version where they anodize it and make it much stronger. Now their sapphire crystal is interesting too. Omega uses a synthetic sapphire crystal with a highly scratch resistant anti-reflective treatment. Before the machining and finishing processes take place, the sapphire crystals are produced under the, I don't know how to say this one, V-E-M-E-U-I-L, the mule process, also called flame fusion. It involves the melting of now of the raw substance using oxyhydrogen flame and the crystallization of the melted droplets to form a cylinder. Graded 9 on the Mohs scale hardness, 1 to 10, the resulting sapphire crystals are virtually scratch-proof and very hard, ensuing a unhindered version at all times. So now think about it. What's a diamond? What's it graded? 10, 9? This is very similar. And diamonds are very, very hard to scratch. So Omega is showing you their process. And by doing this, this is on their website, by the way, by doing this, they make themselves out to be a higher end manufacturer, which is interesting. But the downside is Omega has risen to the level of right under Rolex quality wise and desirability wise. Their watches still remind me of the original Omegas. They're not that different still look very similar. They have a new movement. They came out with this coaxial movement that they say is really good. So, I mean, think about it. Any good watch that makes their own movement and it's high quality is going to be a good watch. No two ways about it. And Omega now is coming up with their own movements, really good quality. Their designs are similar to what they looked like before. Like I was talking about the Constellation has the observatory on the back. They've had that forever. That was their highest watch, their best watch. And they all look very similar, except they have uh, made it made it fatter. The Constellation because it has an integrated band, has the two stripes at three o'clock and nine o'clock on the gold bezel. And I think it was Anna Kornikova was pushing these a lot about 10, 15 years ago. And they became huge again. Big, big, big with a mother of pearl dial and two-tone bracelet. They look very similar to what they look like 30, 40 years ago. They don't look that much different. But most of the ones I used to see were quartz. These new ones are automatics. So the cases are fatter to accommodate an automatic movement where the quartz is much thinner and you can make a much thinner watch. But they're still out there. It's called the Constellation, the ladies' version excuse me, the latest version is 27 millimeters. Uh, it's 18 karat and stainless. There's a white mother of pearl dial with diamond indexes, diamond bezel. This is a really nice ladies version. Water resistant to 100 meters, which is 330 feet. Uh, the next one in the lineup was the DeVille. Now the DeVille was a lower end Rolex. A lot of the dressier Rolexes, you know, a regular Rolex on a strap that looks, not a Rolex, excuse me, Omegas. Sorry. I think I have Rolex on the brain. You know, I don't know if I told you this last week, but I was at a store, um, a retail store, and this lady was very nice, was telling me that 
the only thing that sells these days, and I heard this from a few people, is Rolex. Rolex, Rolex, Rolex. It's all they talk about. And she said to me that when she gets someone in and they want a Rolex, and she says, okay, here's list price, and it's 6000 over list. And I'm like, I'm horrified when I heard that. Over list? And the people go, sure, I'll take it. There's no qualms. So if you want something that's not quite as high end as Rolex, but a lot less money, Omega's a good one. What's wrong with it? Omega's good. And their designs are nice. They've kind of redone their designs. They've, they've sharpened them up a bit because some of their designs were very strange. Like if you go, go on eBay and look up an Omega Dynamic and you'll see some very strange looking designs, weird looking eyeball designs. There are some strange designs they had back in the seventies and I would wear them today. I had one of those. I'd wear it today, but it, I, I mean, I got, what did I get? I got a, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it was a Jaeger LaCulture that had that design and everybody said it looked too dated. So I stopped wearing it because it looked really 70s, strange looking on you. I liked it personally. You might too. So you have the DeVille and those are normally their dressier watches now. Um, in the catalog that I'm looking at, they've got a Dewdrop, which is a ladies with a kind of a integrated bubbly looking gold bracelet and mother pearl dial. Very pretty in rose gold. It's called a DeVille Dewdrop. And then they have another one that's in stainless with T-bar lugs. It's a little bit smaller, 27.4 millimeter quartz. The other one I told you was automatic. Um, this one is, I don't know, water resistant to 30 meters, which is 100 feet, which is really good. But they're more dressy for ladies. And they're nice looking. They look as nice as some of the finest watches on the planet. I'm sure they're a lot less. Then we get to this new one called the globe master, which I find very interesting. It's a new version of the constellation. I mean, the dial is, they have this one. It looks kind of like a cross between a Rolex Datejust And I mean, it looks like that on an Omega. It's got a fluted bezel, which are tighter flutes than the Rolex. So it looks more like it's engine turned almost as a pie pan dial, like the old constellations that are very collectible. They had this thing called a pie pan dial, which is like two different levels. The dial was, I don't know how to describe it. It's like an upper level, bottom level, the outer, the outer ring of the dial was lower than the center and you could see it. It was, they called it pie pan. It's on this one too. Yeah. They even say pie pan dial. So they listen. So it's a 39 millimeter. It's a constellation globe master. It's automatic. Um, it is the globe master is resistant to magnetic fields reaching 15,000 Gauss. Now, what does that mean? That means some watches get affected by magnetism. Uh, Rolex has one too, that is anti-magnetic trying to remember what it's called. Now the one with the uh, lightning bolt on the dial, it'll come to me. This one's in two-tone, 18 karat stainless steel gold bracelet, opaline silver pie pan dial, yellow gold fluted bezel, water resistant. Very nice, big, sporty watch. Almost looks like a heavy oyster bracelet, but it's only three links. Two on the ends are stainless steel and they're very small. And the middle one's a long length that's gold. 
And it's a looks like to me, it looks like a date just from afar. You get up close and you see it's an Omega. That's a nice watch. You could wear it all the time. Okay, then we get into the Seamasters. Now, the Seamasters are the ones I used to get so many of. Tons and tons and tons. When people would start collecting, I'd say, get a Seamaster. They're like three to six hundred bucks. They run, 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 run. And they're plain, nice looking watch. Well, the new ones, like the James Bond watch that uh, I think it was Pierce Brosnan was wearing, are different. They're bigger. Um, they look more like a kind of like a submariner look almost a black dial with they have their own hands that are like arrows really cool hands uh this one's called the seamaster 300 plus they have the man on the moon watches i think a seamaster 41 millimeter automatic coaxial movement resistant to magnetic fields it's the 18 carats set in a gold case with brown leather transparent case back water resistant to 300 meters that's a thousand feet you could go down with this bugger um very nice beautiful case Black with the rose gold looks ideal. It's so pretty. Such a good look. Now, these are, we're talking about newer watches. We're not talking about the collectible ones from the 50s and 60s. There's tons of those. And if you want a great watch on your wrist, get a Seamaster from the 60s, 50s, 70s. It's in good shape. And it'll run, 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 run. I liken the old Omegas to like Toyotas. They go, 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 go. Um... Okay, the next one, and this is a really strange looking one. The dial and the bezel look normal, but the case is very strange. Um, it is a, let's see, this one goes down to, yeah, this is like the Deep Sea by Rolex. It's called a Plo Prof Limited Edition. Titanium case. Polished mesh shark proof bracelet. White dial, bi-directional rotating bezel with blocking system at two hours. Automatic helium escape valve at four, four o'clock. Uh, water resistant to 1,200 meters. Do you know how much that is? That's 3,600 feet down. Who the hell can go that low? And there's a limited edition of 970 pieces worldwide. It's a nice looking watch. If you want something that's really going to stand out, this case is really strange looking. I cannot describe it other than to tell you the crown is at nine o'clock instead of three o'clock. It has a huge crown guard around it. So it's recessed into the crown guard altogether covered. You have to kind of reach in to, to do it. And then there's a button at two o'clock. Um, I guess that's how you block it. I don't know. There's a button. It's like a copper looking button at uh, two o'clock. Automatic. Nice watches. Very, very nice. Now, the Globemaster is something new. So let's talk about it because uh, this is their master chronometer. They don't say constellation. They call it a Globemaster. And here's what they say about it. Created in the true spirit of Omega, the Globemaster houses the brand's most advanced mechanical movement, features a design inspired by early constellation models that represent horological expertise and Omega's legacy of precision and outstanding performance. Each watch is certified through a series of independent tests a revolutionary process that establishes a new quality standard in the watch industry. Omega's history influenced the case back of the Globemaster, representing the, representing the precision awards the watchmaker received during the famous chronometer observatory trials in the 40s and 50s. Therefore, 
A medallion is stamped with an image of a cupola of an observatory on its case bag. Eight stars in the sky above these observatory symbolize the precision records Omega set. So on their constellations, they always have that back with the observatory. And this one does too. The Globemaster is the first watch to be tested and approved according to the new process of the Swiss Federal Institute of Metrology, which in addition to measuring the performance of the watch in daily wearing conditions ensures that it functions properly when exposed to strong magnetic fields. Along with the watch, customers will receive a certification card that includes identification number, which they can use to see how their watch performed on each test. And I got news for you. You're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for that privilege. That's why I say buy pre-owned and you don't have to pay for that privilege. Who needs it? Watchmaking has not come that much further in the last few years. So if you bought an Omega that was 10 years old, you'd be getting pretty much the same thing as a new one or 20 years old. Yeah, they have gotten better. The materials have gotten better. The finishing has gotten better. But you know what? It wasn't bad to begin with. So my opinion and you can take it any way you want. Take it to the bank if you wish, is you're going to pay through the nose for a new Omega. Why do that? Buy pre-owned. All you got to do is have the patience to wait for the right one. You wait for a real cream puff, and then you jump. That's what I would tell you. Okay, so next I have Blanc Pan. It's spelled Blank Pain, but it's pronounced Blanc Pan. B L A. N-C-P-A-I-N, since 1735. They're one of the oldest watch brands, but they have not been producing solidly under that name all that time. They've switched names, brands, companies a few times. So yes, uh, you could take a great name and ruin it, but they haven't. They have come up with a really fine watch. Um, loyal to its tradition of innovation confirmed by countless horological complications invented over the years, the same spirit of inventiveness continues to drive the master watchmakers of the manufacturer. Determined to move beyond the borders of its legacy, Blanc Pan is continually regenerated as it pushes the frontiers of watchmaking in perpetuity, enhancing its timepieces. Today, Blanc Pan pursues its enduring commitment to the renewal of mechanical horology, remember, not quartz steadily passing on exceptional expertise from one generation to the next by constant investments in human resources, productive te production technologies, and research. This approach is the source of its strengths, expresses a long-term vision, deliberately running counter to any tendency to seek immediate profit. Over the past 10 years, Blanc Pan has introduced no less than 35 new calibers of movements. So they're serious, and their watches are very expensive, and they don't make tons of them. So what that means to us is we're going to have trouble finding pre-owned because there aren't that many to go around and people keep them. So when you find one uh, that you like, there's not tons of them running around. There really isn't. It's one of those brands that only people in the know know how good it is and go after. Okay, so I want to talk about four of them. And this is pretty modern. Okay, so Villaray is the line, and that's where they're based, in Villaray, Switzerland. So the first one, and I've seen similar, Blancpain only makes round watches. They do not make tanks. They do not make squares. They do not make tonneaus. None of it. Just round watches. And they have a few that are pretty famous. One of them I want to talk about is the 50 Fathoms. That's a really famous watch. 
But the first one is a beautiful dress watch. It has moon phase. It has day and date and day of the week, month and day and moon phase. Beautiful. Complete calendar, moon phases, seconds, under lug correctors, secured mechanism, secured calendar and moon phases mechanism, gray dial, sap, sapphire crystal case back, automatic brown alligator strap. Notice they all have case backs that are sapphire. I told you, I'm so against that, I can't tell you. I've had them fall out. They're just glued in there with a gasket. Okay, so another one, this is a pretty plain one. It's um, 40 millimeters, so they're large. 18 karat red gold, large date seconds, opaline dial, sapphire crystal back, automatic brown alligator strap. Very, very plain, uncomplicated, beautiful watch. Has a cream dial, two big numbers, windows at six o'clock, give you the date. And then it has gold applied Roman numerals in rose gold on a cream background. Really pretty uh, for your time. Then the next one is a stainless steel version. It is 40 millimeters, stainless steel. It's got date, which has a ring with an arrow. Retrograde, small seconds, underlug corrector, white dial, sapphire, crystal case back, automatic black alligator strap. Now, what they mean by underlug corrector, can it, yeah, corrector, that's where the buttons are to set the thing under the lugs. So that's a weird place to have them, but okay. Now, we get to 50 Fathoms. This is a diving watch that Blancpain came up with a long time ago. They put them under other names. I think Waltham had them for a while. So there's a Waltham version of this. Uh, this one's 43.6 millimeter satin brush, black ceramic, date and seconds. So the case is black ceramic, unidirectional bezel, liquid metal hour markers, black dial sapphire case back, automatic black NATO strap. Uh, 50 Fathoms Bathysphere by Blancpain has been sought after for many, many, many years. They're very expensive. They're a fine watch. But to me, what they're generating in money in the marketplace is too much. It's not worth it to me to go find one. So what they've done now, you're going to be surprised if you haven't heard this. They came out with a 50 Fathoms Blancpain Swatch watch which probably doesn't have the quality of the movement of the real one, because I remember I had Ricky look at the Omega Man on the Moon that they came out with Swatch, and he said, yeah, there's a cheap movement in it. It's okay, but it's nothing like the real one. But yeah, you could buy an Omega Man on the Moon for three, four, five hundred bucks versus 10,000. That's a big difference. And the Blancpain 50 Fathoms is doing the same thing. They have a Swatch version. Uh, it looked pretty good to me. And I've never been a Swatch aficionado. Never, ever, ever. Don't think much of Swatch. So if you can find a Blanc Pond, they are a fine watch. And the finest movements you could buy as a watch manufacturer are now owned by Blanc Pond. So they're not around anymore. Used to be able to get some of these movements. Not anymore. They're not letting them out. Okay, next is an interesting company. I've never had their stuff. Uh, Jacques, Jacques Droz, established in 1738. So it's very old, but they have changed. They've changed. They're not, they haven't been in business as Jacques Droz since then. I would know because I hadn't seen their stuff very much. So somebody probably bought them up and brought them back, which happens a lot. A lot of watch companies went out and they can bring them back. So it came out in 1738. Uh, he, Jacques Droz, uh, 
conquered the royal courts of Europe and China with a stunning creation, fabulous humanoid automata and precious musical watches. So Jacques Droz was very complicated, all his watches. His timepieces have always combined design and unique materials with the most unexpected mechanical refinements. The most elaborate complications are beautifully showcased with the purity of enamel and the luster of pearls and precious stones. Manufacturer's exclusive spirit is intact after nearly three centuries, as attested by its exquisite dial, make-to-order from precious minerals and rare, wood, rare woods, its ultra-select collections, and its numerous limited editions. Okay, so I'm looking at six of them, and they're absolutely gorgeous. They're very expensive, Jacques Drow, by the way. Okay, so let's go through them. Uh, first one is called the Eclipse Aventurine. And it has a venturing dial, which is just stunning. 39 millimeters, got diamonds around the bezel, very small diamonds. The dial looks like the sky. It's just gorgeous. It's a dark blue or black with little, you can see the stars as the moon phase. Really pretty. 176 diamonds. No, I'm not giving prices because they're not in here. Then you have a lady one. Lady 8 Shiny. Dome-shaped, 80-carat white gold dial set with 343 diamonds. So everywhere on this watch is diamonds. The dial, the bezel, there's even a big, like a top of an 8 at 12 o'clock. It's full of diamonds too. Big. Uh, it's a white gold ring set with 148 diamonds. White gold case with 544 diamonds. And then 144 diamond set ball bearing at 12 o'clock. That's what they're calling it. 18-carat white gold folding class with 125 diamonds, 35 millimeters, so it has 1,160 diamonds, 7.92 carats, limited edition of 28 pieces. I mean, it is stunning. It's all diamonds, the little diamonds, all put together, so it's almost like pave, but it's not. You can see the line, so it's like string diamonds, which is really pretty. So I, I don't know. they got to be very expensive. So next up is called the Grand Second in red gold. It's a black dial with rubber treatment. 18 karat red gold case, 45 millimeter. Now this looks like a doctor's watch, except it's not. Gorgeous case. Man, what a gorgeous case. It looks like it's machined or something. It's just beautiful. It has notches in the bezel that look like they're really nicely done. Black dial, two dials inside the big black round dial. 45 millimeters, so it's big. Crown guard on both sides, even where there isn't a crown. And the inside dials are white on black with gold hands, and you have a little time one at the top, and you have a big second hand, sub-seconds at 6 o'clock. Beautiful watch. Then, the one that absolutely floats my boat, I'm afraid to ask what this would cost. I really would. It's called a Petite Hure Minute Pelony, blue, grand blue, few, enamel, guiloche dial with 18 karat red gold pal palians, 18 karat red gold case, 43 millimeter, limited edition of eight pieces. Did you get that? Eight pieces. It is so beautiful, this watch. It's a big round watch, 43 millimeter, and there's a very small clock face at 12 o'clock. And the rest of it is all this beautiful blue enamel with gold and red just gorgeous design back and then underneath around a little above six o'clock it says there's like a plaque says Jacques Droz with two screws holding it down in gold really pretty gorgeous gorgeous watch and it is a minute 
is it a minute repeater? No. No, it's not a repeater. It's just a watch, but it's just gorgeous. Only eight pieces. Uh, okay, next was a grand second Quantime ivory enamel. <clears throat> so it has the same kind of enamel dial, but not fancy, very plain in kind of a cream color. It's got two, two different uh, subs. One, again, has the time and one has the seconds and a calendar at six o'clock. Really cool looking watch, but very, very low key. Then there's the Grand Hewer GMT, which is again, 43 millimeter. It's got that enamel cream dial and it tells time in 24 hours, which is very cool. It's a GMT watch. So it says one to 24 on the dial. And it has a hand that tells you in GMT time, one to 24, what time it is. And it has regular hands, gives you regular time, but there's no 12, three, six, and nine. Beautiful piece. So I think that's going to be it for today. Uh, I do appreciate all of your cards, letters, you name it. It's very cool um, to hear from you all. Just please keep it clean. I run a clean show, or at least I try to. And uh, appreciate you. Thank you for, thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll see you next time. If you have any questions or anything, don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, what else am I leaving out? Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, Twitter, whatever they're calling it now, X. Mr. Excitement changed the name. Um, but I'll be there. Don't forget me, baby.